<laughs> Good morning and welcome to Thy Word is True podcast ministries here. It's a ministry devoted to bringing the truth of God's Word out to an untruthful world. And what you're listening to in the background is a Phillips family. Arise, go hence, tell the gospel news. And I believe that's the job of every Christian is to be out there and sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're just going to let that play in the background. And the uh, good music, we appreciate the Phillips family. They've been good, good friends for us here for many years at Victory. And uh, I like listening to their music, so we're just going to listen to it while we have this podcast. Amen. Uh, we are coming to you live on Facebook, on our our Facebook ministry page, If Thy Word is True. And if you're joining us this morning, we want to thank you for being with us. And if you could do a couple things for us, uh, make sure you click like and share this video on your Facebook page as we get together this morning to share Monday Meds. It's the meditation of God's Word to get our day started right and to get our work week started right as well. I know it's early. Many of your people are at work right now. It is 9.30 in the morning on this beautiful Monday Monday morning. Uh, but we are also, we have our podcast going as well. So if you join us later, if you see the live cast later on Facebook, just make sure you do the same thing. Click like, hit share, and then uh, type in rewatch in the comments section. And uh, that way we know we'll be able to help to you some way today. And of course, you can also listen to our podcast on all the podcast uh, uh, broadcasts out there, Apple, Apple, Spotify, uh, Anchor, and we'll be on all those podcast channels as well that we'll post this uh, podcast later today so that you can go back and, and hear it again. Uh, we've been doing this now ministry, uh, been doing the ministry for a little over a year now. A good brother of mine, Brother Joel Moreno from our Spanish church, uh, helped us get this off the ground. And uh, here soon he'll be joining us back again, and I'm looking forward to having my partner back uh, here with this ministry because we like to uh, we like to feed off each other as we just kind of discuss God's word and the truth that's in it, the things that are happening in the world today, and how God's word debunks all the the false activities that are out there. And uh, you know the lot the job of every Christian again, as, you know, as the song says, "Arise, go hence, tell the gospel news." And so we are to spread the truth. We're the peace speakers in this world. Amen. And uh, as we preached on on yesterday, if we don't stand up and do so, who will? And I really don't think anybody else will. Amen. Uh, I tell you, I had a hard time getting up this morning. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I think I even had a case of the Mondays um, today. But uh, we got up and uh, we prayed and we asked God to get us day started off. And uh, that's something bugging my leg there. Sorry about that. And... Uh, so he he showed us in his word some wonderful truths, and I'm so thankful for God's word and how it speaks to us and how it gets us going uh, for the day. I trust that you have a personal Bible time every morning with the Lord and starting your day off right. Amen. And uh, I know sometimes we can get in a rush, especially in the mornings because we're getting ready for work, and uh, we just tend to let the Bible go to the side. I mean, it's, it's sometimes the last thing we think about if we're honest with ourselves. Um, but in reality, it should be the first thing we think about. You know, here we are another day. Uh, God has protected us through another night. He's given us rest and sleep, and uh, he has brought us to a new day. As the Bible says in the book of Psalm, this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. So I'm thankful for this day, and I'm thankful for the opportunity to come to you here for this opportunity on our Monday Meds of Thy Word is True 
Podcast Ministries. We are going to be starting in the book of 1 Corinthians uh, here today as we answer a couple questions uh, that we posted as a, um, a title to our live stream here. Where is God's house and where does he live? Now, if I ask that question as a general, a lot of people say, well, God's house is the church house and he lives in the church house because we meet with him every week. And that would be a logical answer uh, in today's world, but the reality of God's house and where he lives has nothing to do with a physical building to begin with. Amen? Let me take it to Scripture, and we're in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3. We're going to read one verse of Scripture and then get to the devotion here. And if you see me moving around a lot uh, here on the live stream, I've got the microphone right in front of me, so when I look down, I can't really see uh, the book of the pages and everything. And if I take the mic away from you, you hear the difference in the uh, the tone there. So I apologize if I move around a lot. I'm still trying to figure all the logistics out here uh, on our podcast. Amen. But uh, I am thankful God gives us this opportunity. Uh, but 1 Corinthians chapter 3, and I hope you have your Bibles open. If not, just listen to this verse here. Verse number 16, the Bible says, Paul writes, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. That verse alone tells me, it almost answers both those questions there. Where's God's house and where does he live? His, his house is in me. I am his temple. Amen? And that's one of the amazing teachings of God's words, the fact that an omnipresent God, an all-powerful God, an omniscient God, he's everywhere, he's all-powerful, he's all-knowing, has chosen to abide in a certain place throughout human history. And that place is in our hearts. Amen? He chose us as his vessels. And when we accept Christ as our Savior, the Bible says that God gives us gifts right away. He gives us the gift of salvation, and he gives us the gift of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit indwells within us, and it teaches us and guides us and helps us get grounded in the Word of God that we may, may grow deep roots into God's Word. And in that moment, in that instant, you become a living temple for God. As Paul writes here, know ye not that ye are the temple of God. It also says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. And you say, well, that's the Holy Ghost, Brother Scott. That's not where God's house is. Remember, now God is a triune. He's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit takes residence in us, we become that living temple for God. Amen? The purpose? To fellowship with man and accomplish his purposes and to bring glory to himself. You know, we don't live this life that God has given us when I, get saved, when I got saved, I thought of it as a second chance. It's a ch second chance at life. When Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and, and, he, and he questioned Jesus, Jesus said, you must be born again. He's not talking about the physical birth once again. He's talking about a spiritual birth, a, a second chance at a new life. But that life is not my life. It doesn't belong to me anymore. For Jesus purchased our life with his blood. Remember, the Bible says now, for the remission of sin, there's, uh, there's, uh, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. I'm getting a little tongue-tied here. Uh, so we have to remember that when Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins, he purchased us with his very blood. So when we accept Christ our Savior, we are no longer our own. 
we belong to him. Amen. And so our bodies, our, our, our living body become a temple of God. In other words, we become God's house, right? So where has God lived before then? Or where does he even live today? Let's trace together God's abode throughout history until the present day. Let, let me share these things with you. Here's the, here's the thoughts when I think about where has God lived throughout eternity or out throughout generations, first off. I know where he lives in eternity, hallelujah. But in generations from, from basically the beginning till now. So at creation, he lived in Adam. He created Adam. He breathed into Adam the breath of life. That breath came from God. And he... And the Bible says Adam became a living soul. He became a living temple for God. And around 1437 B.C., he lived in the tabernacle. Amen. And then we go forward from there. He lived in the temple. Then the temple is destroyed. Then the temple is rebuilt. And Herod's temple is built. At the incarnation, Jesus, he was the perfect temple of God. Amen. And today, the temple of God, today where God lives is in the believer. And, and listen, brothers and sisters, this is something that should excite us. When we get saved, we become something that we can never become on our own. We become a vessel for God. We become his temple, his house that people can come to and they can see God in us. And it gives us that opportunity to share the gospel. I mean, wow, think of it. Every time you go to church and look around, what do you see? Believers. Amen. You see God's house. You, you see where God's abode is. You see God's temple. I'm not talking about the physical building in which we see, though they are beautiful. And I've seen some wonderful looking churches, beautiful, monumentous churches. But those buildings are just hollow shells. The real house of God is you and me. <laughs> Man, when I think about where God lives and where the Bible tells us that I am the temple, the living temple of God. That excites me, amen? Ye are the temple of God. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. And throughout history, God has moved. Why? He doesn't want to live in a dirty house. Think about that. Now, hold on. Don't leave me for a second. I, I don't want to lose your attention here for a moment, okay? I have some exciting news for you about this entire thing. First, I want us to go to, to Matthew chapter 21. And uh, I love hearing the pages of the Bible turn, Amen. Matthew 21, I want to share some things here with you and show you why God moves. He doesn't move. He doesn't leave you. Amen. Uh, but God doesn't want to stay in a dirty house. That is for sure. In Matthew chapter 21, uh, look at verses uh, 12 through 17, uh, where the Bible says this. And this is Jesus' second purification of the temple here. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast, all, cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple. And overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priests and scribes saw, that, saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast perfected, excuse me, perfected praise? And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. So in these verses, and we review Matthew 21 here in these verses, we find Jesus in Herod's temple actually driving the people out. 
Amen. He's overthrowing the money changers. He's, he's driving people out who sold doves for sacrifices in the temple. Why would he do that? Because he didn't want to abide into a dirty house. He told him straight up, he says, my house should be called a house of prayer. But ye have turned into a den of thieves. You have turned it into a, a marketplace. And that is not what God's house is about. Church, listen, we've got to be careful what we do in these bodies because God will not abode in a dirty house, but he will clean house. Amen? He will definitely clean house. Now, let's come to where he abides today. In my body and in your body. And if you're like I am at times, our first reaction would be to say, I'm sin. I am not clean. I am dirty. How can God abide in me? I'm not a perfect being. I sin every day. And if you think you don't sin every day, you need to check your salvation. Amen. Every one of us, though we are saved, we are still sinners. Why? Because we contend with this flesh. We still live in this body. But if we, can, if, if we remember that in this body also resides the Holy Ghost, resides God himself, I think we'll try to keep a, a cleaner house. Amen? This is where it really gets exciting now. We have been cleansed. The Bible says, Jesus says, you've been cleansed, clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. He tells us in 1 John chapter 1, verse number 9, that if we confess our sins, he, God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Man, that's exciting news. We've been clean. When? At salvation. And this is all, this is all based on the atoning work of Jesus at Mount Calvary, at the cross of Calvary. It is an eternal work based on grace, hallelujah, and not our works or anything that we have done, but entirely on Jesus. He paid the price, not a down payment. He didn't pay half now, we'll pay half later when he comes again. No, no, no. He paid it in full. He tells us in the book of John, I believe it's uh, chapter 19, verse number 20. On the cross, he said these three words. It is finished. <laughs> I'm so thankful that the atoning work of Christ was completed at Calvary. And that allows you and I to have salvation. Now that we are saved, I want you to note this. In John chapter 14, verses 16 and reading, Jesus says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. <laughs> Notice that the Holy Spirit is not only with you, but he is in you. That is the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. God sends us another comforter. Jesus told his disciples, I will not leave you comfortless. Telling him in John 14 that he's about to leave. He's about to be arrested. He's about to be beaten. He's about to be crucified. And not understanding everything that Jesus was telling them, he's trying to explain to them that he is going, he's not going to leave them alone. He's going to send another comforter unto them, and that is the Holy Ghost. God the Father sees us complete in the Son, Jesus Christ. This is an eternal matter. Amen. At the rapture, at the taking up of the church, we even get our glorified bodies. <laughs> Think about that, church. Hey, there's coming a day where we're going to be put off this mortality and put on immortality. We're going to put off this corruption and put on incorruption. I'm so thankful that my body is the living temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen.
In Romans chapter 12, verse number 1 and 2, now really makes sense. You should know these verses by heart, really. The Bible says, Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. <laughs> he saved us. It is his body, not ours no more. He paid the price to purchase us, redeem us, and to give us eternal life. Everything we are belongs to him. And we're to present ourselves a living sacrifice unto a holy God. It's our responsibility. It's our duty not to be conformed to this world. Amen. Remember, God doesn't want a dirty house. He prefers the clean house. He wants, he don't want us to conform to this world. He wants us to be transformed. Amen. Okay, now here's the meds. Here's the meditation for you this week. I pray this will be a help to you, not just today, but something we can carry and think upon throughout the week. I want you to ponder those two verses. I'm giving you a task this week, a challenge, to memorize two verses, and that is both in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and chapter 6. Chapter 3, verse 16, where he says, Ye are the temple of God. And chapter 6, verse 19, which remind us, Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. And if you take that challenge and memorize them, I want you to do this. Start every day by reflecting on this great truth. It is not my body, but it is his body. And throughout the day, count on his presence in you that you may glorify him in everything you do. We need to meditate on God's word today. And this is the meditation today. Ye are the living temple of God. Where does God live? Or where is God's house? It is you. It is me. Where does God live? In you and in me. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. That's your Monday meds. I pray that you'll take it with a wonderful glass of the Holy Ghost and give God glory in your body throughout the day and be a witness for Jesus Christ. Arise, go hence, tell the gospel news. I appreciate you joining us today for this short-time devotion of Monday Meds, and I pray it's been a help to you that we'll take this, what we've learned, take those two scriptures, meditate on those every day, make that part of your daily devotion to memorize that scripture and to understand that we are his house. We are his living temple. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord help you this day throughout this week. Join us next week, a.m. Monday morning, for another edition of Monday Meds right here on Thy Word is True, Podcast Ministries. God bless you. Y'all have a wonderful, wonderful day. to save a world that's lost Upon Calvary he cried I know the truth He rose again This man he was all God And our God he was all